I would put it I'm on the bun. You can fit the pickles. You can put fit the pickles in the pickles. You can fit the pickles in there. You can fit the pickles in there. Come on. Pickle chicken sandwich. Take it away, John Friggin' Smith. Welcome to the rabbit hole. How did we end up on that rabbit hole? Where all you knew is wrong. <laughs> and rules are just suggestions. I like the pipe. Made up as we go along. Shut up, Corn. Fuck you. And who knows what you'll find here Maybe heaven or your worst fears Whatever it may be It's yours to keep forever Just in time, you've entered a rabbit hole Please, go down further Where there's philosophy hidden within stupidity My uh, nipples are sweating <laughs> What are they doing to that chicken? They're punching holes in it. You know, what? I want to teabag that. Hank Azaria. He can make weird noises. You're fucking weird. You guys are horrible. Bunion ring? Like, I, I wouldn't eat those. What the fuck? Hey. Even if it was Paul Bunyan themed, like, you know Anyone? what I mean? Like flannel onion rings or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, I had a heart attack. Fuck you. It's a sunny, shiny day. Yeah. <laughs> Fat people need love, too. What is up? You are just in time, and I am one of the JT baggers known as DJ or Millie Van Nielsen, whichever. I'm gonna just jump right into it. Occasionally, I think it's a, a result of, you know, hit like the old hits blunt thing. You know, watching a movie, you develop weird, random little theories. Sometimes they go deep, sometimes not. But uh, in this one, uh, this, I'll make it, I'm gonna be brief because the guys aren't here, you know, the other guys aren't here. And I personally don't fully like doing it without them, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I think I like giving myself a little practice, a little, little time, you know, a little intimacy time between you and I, I guess. So, uh, yeah, recently I was watching, uh, was watching my my two favorite Fourth uh, of July movies since we, you know, we recently celebrated the holiday. And by celebrated, I mean I worked and then came home and ate some cold hot dogs and uh, tried to fall asleep to fireworks. That was about it. But my two favorite movies for the that uh, that particular holiday, because I am one of those cheese balls that, you know, winter time I start watching the holiday movie, the you know the Christmas movies and whatnot. October I watch the horror movies. Fourth of July I have two go-to movies, and I actually watch them on the third because of, because like I said I was working on the fourth. So one of them is Independence Day. I, that should be for obvious reasons. I should I don't think I have to fully explain that. The other is uh, the Patriot. Yes, yeah, so starring Mel Gibson, not the uh, Steven Seagal one. Uh, I started watching, obviously, I saw these movies when I was like younger, you know, very, pretty young. I was a kid. And I never actually paid attention to who directed or anything like that. I didn't realize until very recently that it was that they were both directed by the same guy, Roland Emmerich. Kind of tripped me out. One of those like hits blunt, son of a bitch. And I, I think that was a result of watching them back to back. And just seeing on like seeing on my phone, like oh shit, well you learn something new every day, I guess. Uh, you know, first I, I started off with the the Patriot because that's you know that's the Bloodfest movie. And uh, I texted the guys too in the in our you know our group text, and told them like the same thing, like dude, I never paid attention to that they were the same guy that directed both those movies, and neither of them had paid attention either, I guess. So they both hit me with like a whoa, like a yeah, the old uh, Bill and Ted whoa. So yeah, watched Patriot first, 
love that movie still. I don't care about historical historical accuracy. As far you know, it never claims to be based on a true story. And then uh, I get into Independence Day, and I I love that movie for all the the nostalgic reasons. Will Smith and his one liners, you know, uh, the the uh, I guess the the blockbuster just effect that it had. The it blew up the fucking White House. It was cool. Uh, uh, upon the uh, recent watching of it. You know, my my favorite part, I think, has always been the the president's speech towards the end there, right before they go into that big old final battle. And I never really thought about anything surrounding the situation. I always just watched it and just like, hell yeah, they're going to fight. And he gives a big old speech. And, you know, the, ne- the next thing you know, he's getting in one of those planes and shit. Now, the movie plays it off like that was pretty much just like a secret plan of his. But I don't know. Which is where uh, I, I think uh, my stoner brain started kicking in. Not even in a good way, just one of those, like... I started thinking and wondering, like, did that president actually plan on going into the sky? Or was he just that pumped up by his own goddamn speech? Because, I mean, it was a hell of a speech. And when he was giving it, he wasn't... There was no indication whatsoever that he was planning on going into the air, jumping into one of those jets. It made me wonder, just like, uh, is that was that his plan at all? Or did he just... Yeah, did he just get so pumped up by, you know, the crowd and the fact that they were pumped up that he just was like, you know what, I'm getting in a fucking plane too, I'm doing this. And it got me also wondering too, because, uh, you know, before that scene, they're talking about, like, they're pretty much plopping civilians into jets, you know, just, oh, anybody who's got flight experience. But they were at Area 51, and it was like one of the last bases they had left in America, pretty much, or at least the movie played it off like that almost. How many jets do you think Area 51 actually has? And and obviously, if they had a limited number, if they had such a small number of pilots, then they really had, I mean, it makes me think they really had a smaller number of jets available. Which means somebody, somebody who was worse off than Randy Quaid's character, mind you, probably had to get put out of one of those jets just so the president could go fly up. And also, after the speech that he gave to know that he's jumping into a fucking jet and you're, you know, flying right beside him, yeah, no pressure, right? You're, <laughs> it's, it's only the biggest boss in the country watching you right now, you know, flying with you, supervising. Because he instantly was given a command position, obviously. So that means someone else also who went in ready to be a squad leader, just like, yeah, the president wants to jump into a jet and you're... I mean, you can still fly, but you gotta, you're just gonna have to listen to him now. And speaking of somebody that you're just gonna have to listen to right now, I will advise you to go check out Mr. John Frickin' Smith at mrjohnfrickinsmith.com for his beautiful song, Yours to Keep, as well as the rest of the album's songs of the Great Collapse. <coughs> so, also back to, back to this, this president and his, his pre battle speech. Usually, uh, when, you know, soldiers, warriors are going into battle. Well, at least in like historical movies and shit like that. I'm, I'm picturing like 300, you know, all of Gerard Butler's, King Leonidas's like uh, mini speeches to pump his guys up before every battle and shit. You know, tonight we dine in hell. Uh, you know, usually those guys got pumped up because like the king or whatever was fighting with them. You know, he was standing in front of them like, you know, I am the front. Let's do this. It kind of makes me wonder why, if uh, if this president on Independence Day, if that was his intention, 
Like if he knew this whole time before giving that speech that he was going to go into the air with them, why wouldn't he have just told them? Like I get it, it's a movie and they had to save a save a reveal, you know, so they could show the look on Robert Loge's face is like, well, I, I guess you're going into the sky then. I can't stop you, Mr. President. But if he if he had planned that, which it leads me further to that that theory that he he just he only went into that battle because he pumped himself up so much with that damn speech. Because I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you want to know? Like if I if I was in that position where I'm president and I'm planning on going up there with him, I'm putting on the fucking jumpsuit before I give that speech. Plus, president, <laughs> didn't we see uh, like George Bush putting on the jumpsuit and shit? And trying to pretend like he was going to go, like he was going to fly to Iraq himself. Yeah. This would have been better, though, than that. You know, on Independence Day, if you'd have put on the jumpsuit and then picked up the walkie-talkie and gave that big old speech. Not saying it was, no, it, it would have just, it would have been more effective, I think. Just because it would have been, he wouldn't have been saying, like, your bravery. He would have been, we are going, you know, we are going to blow those fuckers out of the sky. Which makes me think that he really didn't have that plan. That wasn't a... Yeah, it makes me think that that wasn't actually a, an, a, an initial intention of his. It was more just... It was kind of a spur of the moment. Like he just... He gave that speech and then saw everybody else throwing their fists up in the sky. And he was just like, dude, I know how to fly one of these. Let me jump in one. I also find it strange that not only were both the... Both uh, Independence Day and the Patriot directed by Roland Emmerich, but they both... Uh, Featured a little part by uh, Adam Baldwin. One with like very opposite roles too. Like, you know, one he was just a just a dude on uh, Independence Day, just you know, shoot the coke can. Yes, sir. But then he was just like a full on turncoat or whatever on fucking uh, the Patriot. Throws throws the first, first torch to burn down a church full of people. Weird. <laughs> That has nothing to do with anything. But yeah, the, uh, I think that was a, really, I think that was all I wanted to talk about. was just like the, just like, like I said, uh, I, I kind of want to do more segments like that where it's just like one, where we just take one little piece like that and just try to, you know, pick it, pick at it a little bit. Because that did, did the, let me know what you think, I guess is what I'm really trying to say. Do you think the president on Independence Day played Wonderfully by Bill Pullman. Do you think he, you think that character's intention initially was to go into the sky with them before giving that speech or after? Do you think, when do you think he got the idea? Uh, hit us up at JNT Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We also have the voicemail number down there in the description there 951 394 And uh, yeah. Let me know what you think, uh, or let us know what you think, whatever it is. I'm pretty sure there's a comment section on Podbean, but not many have used it. Hint, hint. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get off of here. But uh, yeah, the guys, uh, we should be, we should have the full crew next week. We do have some weird shit to talk about, but some some topics have to are best saved for uh, you know the conversational aspect as opposed to just my goofy ass. Sputtering into the microphone. But yeah, hope to see you next week. Hope you enjoyed this. I know it's a short one. That should be a good thing. Solo solo ones featuring me deserve to, they need to be short. So with that in mind. 